Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special weekly episode of my scene partner. And I've never done this show before. I think we're going to get like copyright stricken. I'd use different words. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows about copyrights. I think it's, I think it's down to the would, progression. We would need at least a thousand more listeners for us to even get on their radar. They don't know. All right, everyone, tell every single one of your friends, friends. <laughs> I would love to be on their radar for them to be like, excuse me, you are so popular. People are listening to you like crazy. We, we need you to take down a cease and desist order. That would be great. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so cool. I've never really been popular enough or done anything crazy enough for a cease and desist order. Right? Like, I've never really been popular. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that everyone could see you right now accompanied with that statement and you're like, blanket toga I'm, situation that I'm you just have. a little chilly this evening I can't I don't understand I don't know if I've ever been cold in my life that's what I'm feeling lately well I know that I was there was a time where I was cold I'm I know a little anemic true. also I sat in my house oh, and it was 34 degrees true. at one time that is true yeah I mean that, I'm sorry maybe I shouldn't have said that but it's just so hot now it's I guess so the difference warm. is that you've had a heat stroke maybe that's what it is I just am constantly I'm just ready to go. Like if if it weren't sub-zero temperatures, you'd be sweating. I am hot. <laughs> wiping wiping your forehead. Woo. Taking my glasses off every five <laughs> seconds to clear the sweat. Yes. I mean, the, I do ha- I do like to keep it really cold. I just I would so much rather be in my house. And I know that it is probably terrible because we don't necessarily need it as cold as it is. Yeah. But I would ra- like it's just so nice. And now I lived for a very long time, like 10 years without any air conditioner. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you think about like the upgrades of my life. I've got a dishwasher. I've got a laundry machine in my house. (laughs) I've got an air conditioner. Life has gotten pretty crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Because for so long, I never had those things in an apartment in the city, you know. Well, I you know I guess an air conditioner, especially being as far north as you were, you wouldn't necessarily yeah, need it. You don't need it. I mean, there were a couple of days you're like, oh wow, it would be nice. That was the interesting thing about like uh, Seattle when I had visited, was that no one had an AC unit at all. They all had the window their windows yeah. open. And well, it was and then you nice. come back from that, and you like from so many years of being that way. And I remember whenever I came back down initially. And I was staying at mom and dad's house because uh, mom had just had a surgery. And I was staying there with them and, you know, looking for a place to live. Um, and they have their conditioner on all the time because mm-hmm. it's Louisiana. And how different it felt like I was in a refrigerator. It was like, this is it is freezing in here. And like the <laughs> air felt fake in a yeah. way. I was like, this air is fake. I can't live this way. But it's I don't also, know if I can go back. I mean, we're. It took me a full day. We're like, like triple digits with no, you know, no, 120% yeah. humidity. <laughs> That's what I was said. It took me a day. Then I was like, no, I like this again. I'm good. <laughs> it's like the opposite of that Mighty Boosh uh, sketch, uh, Old Greg. Like, this My is gosh, as close as you can get to, to hell Mighty without Boosh. getting burned. <laughs> <laughs> going back to Mighty Boosh. I forgot about, I forget about them so often. Even though I watched Great British Bake Off with that guy in it, now. I Noel love Noel Fielding, Fielding so much. Yeah, Noel Fielding. 
I've never seen it. He's done stand-up, right? Doesn't he have stand-up, or does he just do sketch comedy? I, I don't actually know, because I love watching him on The Great British Bake Off. And, it's uh, the, the 8 out of 10 Cats or whatever it is. The big biggest quiz show of the, the year. Yeah, the, the Big Fat Quiz. The Big Fat Quiz. Him and Richard Iowati are perfection just amazing. for me. Yeah. I can, I, when I'm sick, that's what I watch. <laughs> I watch that, and I the I've kind of really gotten into, and I just almost hate myself because of it, but I've really gotten into watching this renovation show on that has been uploaded onto YouTube from forever ago, like 2012. Yeah. But these people that are renovating castles, like I'm just <laughs> into it. Like these poor, poor people just seeing them pour millions of dollars yeah. into these castles. Millions being of like, pounds. It's great. Sorry, pounds. Um, well, it would definitely be millions of dollars then. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I've, I've really gotten into that. I don't people know what have been it is. telling me to watch... Um, uh, mastermind here recently. I have no idea what that it's is. It's got all those like same, you know, 12 comedians that appear on all those oh, same shows. Uh, doing Ozzy these. Zanzari. N- is that his name? N- no, it's a British show. Oh, what am I thinking? Are you sure? I promise. What's that guy? What is show oh, is Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think he does have like a Netflix show called Mastermind, but this is a, uh, it's, this is like a British uh, show where they're talk, where they, uh, they try to like solve these puzzles. All the famous comedians over there. Oh, that's not the. Oh, it doesn't Master matter. Master of None is Master what you're thinking of. of none is yeah, what, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is what I'm. That is what I'm. Sorry about that. Um. Hey, so I uh I do I do have a question for you. <laughs> we're doing like we did last time. <laughs> I mean, why not? But it's a great, you know, we're just constantly finding new formulas, new ways, new inventions, innovating, leading. Now you have the whiteboard. I have the whiteboard. That's really what it is. The whiteboard has been taken down from the wall so that I could have it in class <laughs> you could for see Scansion Day for Shakespeare. And now the whiteboard has moved because Lexi has forbidden me of putting in more holes in the wall. This is true. I, for a long and time, tried to get a fat head of us put on the wall, and she was not having it. Was not. I mean, she had to be here throughout the renovation of this entire home. I did not. Um, I just watched it on YouTube, but you she had to be here for the... Like, that is true. Oh, I mean... Look, this well, is our home. When I, <laughs> I was so convenient whenever we started dating, and I walked in, and I was like, uh, this is a gorgeous home, but... You have nothing on the walls. I mean, like nothing. You've got this gorgeous, like built-in bookshelf and cabinets with your TV on it, and there's yes. nothing there. Yes, there's nothing on. I not do a remember thing that on the yes. walls because she had just could, finished renovating the she house. She just finished, like not even two months. She had been here without scaffolding. In and the like one room. of the first times I had come over, you had painted this, uh, like Lisa Frank, like colored yeah. horse thing at this painting class that you did yeah mom invited me to go to one of those like wine and paint nights or whatever it is where you essentially are painting by number like they draw it out and then you paint it the way that you want and um they were doing horses and she was like well i mean lexi and i've been dating for two not not even two weeks yeah and this is when mom was like you need to marry this person lock it down (laughs) (laughs) and she I hadn't hung out with her in a while, and she was like, hey, I'm going to go and do this paint night. Why don't you come? And it's it's horses, and Lexi likes horses. So you can give her this painting. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So we got in there, and I just went for it, and I chose all my little my little colors and yeah. did my thing. 
And that was the first thing that ever went up on her wall. I will say that. It was over that the is fireplace. True. Yes. It was over the fireplace. <laughs> and I came here and this I tried so says, hard to get that painting to be your groom's cake. I wanted to take charge of your it groom's was cake so badly. At my groom's it was behind my groom's yeah. cake, which was even better because then at least I still got John Ed's amazing king cake. Yeah, well you had chosen to do a king cake and I was like, Oh man. I so wanted to just get that thing like screen printed on the top uh, of it. It was, <laughs> it was, it, I've, it made me laugh so hard. Just the fact that that was there. But I'm now saying this, it was two weeks that we had been dating and I went to this with mom and that's where she was like, you need to marry this person. And I was already thinking like, you're running out of options, what? buddy. <laughs> I was already thinking, like, you know, it's kind of crazy. We've only been together for, like, two weeks, and I'm already, like, I feel like I'm there already. Like, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this is the right. This is right. Yeah. I guess whenever you're in so much wrong, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when Mm -hmm. when you get to the the best, you're like, yep, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Um, But, so, we were together for two weeks, and I had to do, like, I had to do something in Mansura, which is outside of Marksville. And mm-hmm. I did drive through here. And I drove by her house. This, I guess this shows how comfortable I felt two weeks in. I went into <laughs> her house when she wasn't home and put it up over the fireplace and left. <laughs> like, how did she not immediately break up with me? That's a wild swing, and that could have gone really either direction. Two but she weeks? Thought, That's funny and charming. Two weeks. It's like I would have, if that was my, if I, my daughter was dating that person, I'd be like, nope, never again. Yeah. Never seen this person ever again. I'm gonna let you know right now. Someone walks into my house. We've only been dating two weeks. That's it's a over. no, no. What in the world? Ah, uh, I now I'm thinking about it. Like I'm <laughs> kind of sad that I started telling you this story. <laughs> Do you think that you overshare because you were gaslit as a child? Whoa. I'm sorry. I, thought, I don't know. They didn't mean to get oh that deep. Oh my god. <laughs> That was so intense. What what's a question on the board that you would rather ask? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I don't know why I overshare, but now you make me want to figure that out. It's why I do, I know. <laughs> that was so intense. It just like flew out of your mouth so easy. Sorry, I've done a lot of work on myself. I thought that, that was just you <laughs> and being I just like think that everyone... I've been thinking about you and this <laughs> character flaw of yours. I don't know why I over. I, I feel so fine with telling people pretty much anything about myself at this point. Yeah. I think I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I have no idea why. I just I, I guess I just don't really care, and I find it interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's I guess on some level I probably do care about certain things that I wouldn't want to talk about, but for the most part, also I think like an eight a.m. acting class just like tears that part of you out. Yeah, because at 8 a.m. somebody's like, all right, so, yeah, I've got an 8 a.m. math class. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. At 8 a.m., you sat there and you listened to someone else talk while I was screaming at the top of my lungs and crying. I've been up since five trying to get into the character (laughs) because, you know, I was about to die or something in this scene. Absolutely insanity. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't know. I don't, that's probably why. I'll. I'll do some deep thoughts, or I'll just agree with you right now. Yes, it's because I was gaslit as a child. Oh, okay. There you go. Sometimes was, was that really what you want? Sometimes to hear? I think. 
Like, I just gave you the information. This is why you overshare. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I walked you to it because of your line reading. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, I definitely like to do it because I'd love to see people's reactions yeah, to the, the things shock, I'm saying. The shock value And I see nice. you, you, like, behind someone just waving your hands like, dude, no, stop. Like, oh, my gosh, please do not, <laughs> not say this right information. Yes. Do not say this information. Um, and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's like, no, but really don't <laughs> like you walk a line. What's good it's is a that fine line. At least you're at the point where I could tell you like, Hey, but seriously, don't make these jokes mm-hmm. for real. And then you'd be like, yeah, okay. I won't, I won't say anything about well, that. Well, it's, it's almost like, because we have that relationship and you know me so well that you have to tell me that. Yeah, Otherwise beforehand. I think everything is on the table before all the time. Yeah. Well, and I think it's because a part of me is that same way. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that, you know, you in acting, you just you have to be so vulnerable and available. And so I just feel like I've had to talk about horrible things that have happened to myself (laughs) in front of like 30 people in an acting workshop or, you know, experience these emotions in front of people. And I'm really interested in the human condition or whatever. And I I I don't I don't know. Um, But I do feel like whenever I'm in a crowd, I will figure out what button it is and I will push it and then immediately regret it. <laughs> yes. And that's the story for the next five years. Yeah. Um, Was that too much? Did I? No. Overshare into that topic a little bit too much. Hey, so I, I do know. have a question for you. Okay. Um, Now that I can see the board, don't you love this new format? It is nice that, you know, you can you can also participate. Cause Here, I'll let you do it. I'll <laughs> let you get us into it. I like really did it the last time because I think I've gotten a little power hungry. Because <laughs> you, you know normally it's on the wall and only I can see it, and you're like darting your eyes like, over to be like, there- "Can we say something else? Can we move on?" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm kind of spent on this topic. Let's see. But uh, now I feel like I have full control. What? What is a show? Oh, God, I'm doing it again. You did it. You did it. Like, (sighs) I am not. You also were like, I did not just read this off the board. (laughs) (laughs) But on the board, we have um, a show that should work, but doesn't. Yeah. Well, and I also, when I thought about that, like, what is a show that should work? Like, the idea of it should Mm -hmm. work, but doesn't. And the first thing that pops into my mind of a show that should work, but doesn't, is the show sideshow and i have no idea whether this just popped into my head <laughs> but have you ever heard of the show sideshow i have not it is but just a watching your reaction musical mm. it is a musical about uh two conjoined twins at a circus and it has a ama- like i'm not kidding it has amazing music in it like the songs that they sing are heartbreaking and it's really and I think it's based off a true story and it seems to be the thing that every like music theater girl wants to sing these songs and everybody's like oh my gosh what's that from and everybody's like oh that sideshow and I, I don't know it just should that work probably not <laughs> actually now that I'm talking about it but that's the first thing that popped into my head it does it just doesn't work yeah it's also the other um Sondheim wrote a show that I can't remember the name of right now, and maybe it'll come to me, um, about a... <laughs> this is It is about a, uh, a gold... It's like Gold Rush. These two brothers that are poor, they go to the 
like find gold during the gold rush. Like they strike gold and then they go to Florida and develop Florida. And it's an what? entire musical about this. And it's it's like blue, almost like bluegrass. Like I know there's a lot of banjo and stuff. That's a uh, that's a huge departure for him. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it's really, but the music in it is really awesome. But the storyline, it just doesn't work for some reason. And I don't know if it's the gold rush element of it. Are you looking it up right now? I, I am trying as you're talking. And the only one I see is um, Anyone Can Whistle? No, it's not that. Okay. Assassins. Oh, no. Assassins is so good. Roadshow. Roadshow is the name That's of it. That's what it is. But seriously, have you did you not know about Assassins? Uh, no, I knew about Assassins. <laughs> Roadshow is what it's called. Roadshow, like you should listen to it. But it is kind of, and it is it is cool. Like I like the music, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I honestly think it's just the like you can't write a musical about the gold rush. I don't know what it is, but just you just don't care <laughs> on the East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you're just like okay, these guys, and then they go to Florida and they start developing and investing their money in Florida. Yeah, like casinos. Like what are they doing? Shuffleboard. And this in this musical is so so strange. Um, you know what's another show that I'm intrigued by a lot was and especially actually with the uh with the formula of shows that do work now that it has to be based off of a movie. Mm-hmm. I can think of two. Okay. And both of them are musicals. And okay. maybe that's what it is that they don't work. But the first one is Lord of the Rings. Okay. Did you know that was a musical? No. Yeah. They did a musical version of it. I cannot imagine the Tolkien estate would allow and that to happen. Yeah. Seriously, they did the staged version of Lord of the Rings. It was like the Fellowship of the Ring. And they did it at the West End. And they had like the ring wraiths. I mean, like puppetry, insanity. The the big um the ants the trees am I yeah. right yeah, yeah I'm trying yeah, to yeah, remember yeah. now it's been so long um the trees like they had like <laughs> another crazy, thing that I know a lot about. I know you know a lot about <laughs> um I really want to show you some clips of it now when we're done with this so that you can see because it is just <laughs> I'm gonna be horrified I mean but it looks amazing yeah and when you think about it like I guess there's just a line you don't cross like you're not gonna do Star Wars the musical no but yet. Harry Potter, the musical, did great off-Broadway, and everybody loved it, and so did Office, the musical, was a great, like, cult off-Broadway following. Everybody loved it. It's just so interesting. I think it's maybe... The things that you think would work, like, because they fit the formula. Yeah, I think maybe it's the whimsy of what the original work was, perhaps. Yeah. Well, and there's just no, like... Immediately when you hear it, you think that's gonna nope. Yeah, <laughs> it's just well, that not gonna work. Like uh, you know, when they were talking about Spider Man the musical, it's like you this it's is not never gonna work. gonna work. I mean, of course, I was I was intrigued in that a little bit more than I was in Lord of the Rings. But well, yeah, there are some technical things that would be cool, like to see him swinging, yeah. fighting, you know, Doc Ock. Or I mean, they had a lot of flying in this. I mean, I cannot wait to show you some of these clips from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's just it is craziness um 
but the other the other one besides Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's what I was saying. Because of it, it's just so far fetched in like the sci fi world, maybe mm-hmm. that it just doesn't work. Well, I would say that it's fantasy and not sci fi. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but did you say that because you were gaslit as a child? I'm saying that because I'm gaslighting you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I I think especially with like Lord of the Rings and I think that even even with the modern um, uh, Star Wars films, even I would say that people are so married to the source material or what had originally existed that even with the films for the Lord of the Rings, people were very upset by some of the changes that were made. Mm -hmm. And even with like the Hobbit film, when it was like expounded upon into a third We're not even going to talk about that movie. No, no. Yeah, exactly. But what I, what I am getting at is that like, I think with people being so married to the source material that when you start, it almost makes it impossible. Chop it up. Yeah, people are already checked out. Yeah, they're they're all this already, can't work. They're so gonna, I'm gonna hate, hate on you it. from the beginning. Yeah. The other one that has really great music in it, and I don't, I don't totally know the story of it because I just keep finding little clips of it here and there. Is Percy Jackson the musical? Yeah, pardon me, Percy Jackson and the Lightning, the Lightning Thief, the musical. And I hear songs from it. And I'm like, that is so good, and you. I don't know what it's from. Like, I'll hear a clip of it and be like, what is that? What is that from? And I look at it and it's Percy Jackson. Like, what in the world? Yeah, that's. But hmm. I would love to I would love to see it. But I don't know the story of it because I don't think it had a Broadway run. It's got to be, you know, people are doing when they were popularizing all those YA novels. Mm-hmm. They were like, maybe this is the next big thing for, you know, Broadway or the stage. And it's I mean, like, I do really like this? those Percy Jackson stories. I think they're really cool. Yes. I think it's a cool idea. And the kids at school love them. Yeah. I think it's really awesome, too, that it it just kind of reengages them in this Greek mythology. Yes. So when I teach when I teach Greek theater and fine arts class, like they're all like, oh, yeah, I know some of this because of Percy Jackson. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's actually really cool. Because I think think Rick Riordan, the author, gets a lot of the Greek mythology right. Yeah. I mean, I've never actually read the books, but I have seen the movies. So I am... That is offensive that you would even say that. (laughs) It's like it is similar in name alone. Yeah, I know. Um, What's the other... There was one more... Oh, you know, the other thing is, why is it that all of these that, that we just talked about, that they've turned into like a stage production, they're always musicals? Well, I think we've talked about that before. Like, about, why like, don't they do a straight play version of it? Like they did Tootsie the Musical. Yeah. Well, it's and like I um, hated it. And I'm just going to tell you, I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was the like, I don't want to watch this. I think it's terrible. I'm over it. Wait till you see Geely the uh, musical. What? I'm kidding, that's not a real thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but why wouldn't they have done a straight a straight play? Why wouldn't they have just like, done a uh, play? Uh, you talk about this all the time. Peter and the Starcatchers. Oh my god, Peter and the Starcatchers, so good. So that I think, which is a play with music, which is a strange distinction. Well, it's it's very different. Yeah, I think that I think that that when you're doing sort of the high fantasy or even the the sci fi, um, you have to. I get. I guess because you know, when you're doing a musical, I guess it's easier to sell because you're trying to sell the music, the lyrics, and everybody's trying to get like a paycheck, and it's easier to get yeah, an marketing audience standpoint. To, people are all they're going to jump on it. Marketing yeah. standpoint, they're going to leap on that. 
Like gangbusters. You kind of want those earworms to to be like, oh, well, I'm going to sing this song forever and ever and ever. And I just disagree with that when you're doing, when you're adapting a work, like what, what is truthfully the best method in which to adapt this? And that's what you should do. Yes. Tootsie the musical. Sorry about you. <laughs> should have stayed home. <laughs> and however, Waitress the musical that was based off of the movie Waitress. Insane. So Works. good. Yeah. So good. And I, I wanted to hate on that a lot because it was like, ugh, here we go. We got some like a, a like Sarah Bareilles is going to write a musical. Yeah. OK. Anybody can write a musical. But she wrote a really she good. Write a musical. Like she can. <laughs> and then after she wrote that, I started actually listening to her talk about it. She was on some podcast that I listened to actually, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember what which one it was. But she was talking about just her life and um, her like music career and stuff. I'm like, oh no, this now makes she makes so much more sense. Yeah, to me that she was able to do this. I do kind of hate that that show took the route of just being like, what famous person can we throw in there now? Yeah, that was kind of sad, but oh, so good. Jesse Mueller, insanity in that musical. Yeah, she's insane. Which actually, you can bootleg that entire thing off of YouTube. Did you know that? I did not, but I will be watching that this weekend. Yeah, it's under a different name than The Waitress. It's basically <laughs> like Jesse Mueller sings in, in the server. It's like, yeah, it's like Jesse Mueller sings good, <laughs> like yeah. something like that. But it's the whole thing somebody put up. Somebody I saw somebody had posted that the other day. It is it is crazy to me that you could have all of these things that make sense to in fact, you know what? We were just talking about the Irishman versus Casino. Oh yeah. Which is the same exact people, formula, everything is there. Mm-hmm. But why does one work and one doesn't? And I think that no matter how right you get all of the pieces. Sometimes the things just don't fall into place the way that you well, think they think, should. You know, Irishman, the film, both mob films, gangster films, and I Casino was it direct also directed by Scorsese? Yeah. So you've got these two films directed by the same guy with the same people, and everybody is at the end of their life. <laughs> okay. And yes, that's I fair. feel like in this one they were very much luxuriating in the like, all right, we're at the end. What was all this for? And once you go through that four and a half hours of a film, you get to the end, you're like, oh, that was really heartbreaking to get to. But that was a struggle for me. Yeah. Or, you know, to use something, I guess, that's a little more contemporary, you're not people that are at the end of their careers there. Um, uh, The Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence movie, uh, The Passenger. Both of these people. Yeah, me neither. But both of these people are really, really good. But something about it just sparks no interest, and it doesn't work. As if I, I can't. Yeah, I just didn't want to see it. Yeah, and and I think. But that, you know what? It's also like McConaughey's Interstellar. I really want to watch that, and I hear it's amazing. But I just, I don't know. And I love. I him. am so sorry, Christian Godet. That movie is really good until the last oh, ten Christian minutes. Like it. Well, you no, see, Christian loves it. He thinks it's the best Chris Nolan movie oh, made. Oh, oh. I mean, I'm sure that I would absolutely love to watch it. It's just something about it. I just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it. I don't know. Um, so in since I brought up Lord of the Rings, I'm just kind of curious. Because in Lord of the Rings, 
they do so much puppetry. And I was just wondering how you feel about like puppetry on stage as a form of storytelling. It depends because, on you know, a lot of times, I mean, I've I've seen I've seen it done a lot of different ways where the like puppetry takes center stage and the people are second in a sense. And then I've seen it where it's like intermingled in a way where you have a little bit of everything like yeah. the puppets aren't the main character necessarily. I would say it it sort of depends on mm, like if you're using it for practical effect type of deal. Mm hmm. I could buy into it maybe um, like something like Avenue Q I think works very well with that. That was so funny. Yeah. yeah. With that format. But you know, that started off, they were trying to get comedy central to give them a TV show. They weren't trying to write a musical for Broadway. Shut up. And they, they went to was it the crank Yankers era. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay. Um, this was, uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look it up. But they they had like an investor's show. They wrote this show together. They'd never done anything before. They wrote this show together and um, like they were roommates or something. And they had like investors show up and they were trying to get Comedy Central to buy the show. And this dude comes up to them, not from Comedy Central, because they were not interested and was basically <laughs> like, hey, uh, I know you want this for TV, but like, what would you think about doing this on stage? Because I think you could do this as a musical yeah. on Broadway. And they were like, <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> it becomes yeah. like one of the longest running Broadway shows, yeah. off Broadway shows ever. It's just so cool how that stuff works into place. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Avenue Q, like they, it, it takes precedent, but still. Like Gary Coleman is a character in that. Yeah. And that's not someone with a puppet. No. See, it's 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 almost like that Sesame Street effect. Like you 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 believe that Elmo is this real believable character. And I think it has a lot to do with that you can present something, or even like the Muppets, Kermit and you know, Miss Piggy and things. If you if you yeah, you embody them with a yeah. soul, essentially. And, and like you you make them these well-rounded characters. And and I would even say that, you know, you could probably do like a in Into the Woods, uh, the the person who's the tree, the grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Like if you did almost like a Pocahontas type of deal, but you made like this big like puppet thing or whatever, instead of just mm -hmm. doing like the shadow in the tree or something with the That'd person, um, maybe that would work. And it, it's the spectacle of it. But like... If it's used just for just to show off that you can do something or mm -hmm. that we we did this just yeah, doing for, something a, for the spectacle yeah, of it. We we did this for the joke of it and it doesn't like add value to the story or mm -hmm. to the production overall, then I'm not really necessarily for it. Well, you have things like Warhorse. Yeah. And, okay, okay. And this is kind of what I was thinking. Like you have things like Warhorse and you the puppet essentially like you know those horses they spent forever they developed this thing I and mean, what an amazing company they came up with this um with these horses and they move so real and they just like you forget while you're watching that that there are people yeah like you see the people yeah they're standing there but they're just doing their one job of yeah. operating the ears or whatever you know and it's 
crazy how you just kind of forget and you just watch the puppet and you don't pay attention to them anymore. And like the same thing with King Kong, the musical, by the way, um, <laughs> we got to stop making movies into music. Uh, yeah. But King Kong was impressive in the sense that they had a 30 foot King Kong puppet. And I mean, it was massive. Yeah. And they had all this huge team running this puppet. I don't know if you've seen clips of that either, but you should look at the clips of King Kong, the puppet, just because it's impressive that they were able to do this. Yeah. And that woman who acted in that show that I cannot remember her name right now, and I'm so sorry, but she was phenomenal. To they actually <laughs> like lifted to, her and everything. Oh, yeah. They did all that's that. amazing. They have a whole scene where he fights this giant cobra Godzilla. snake. That's also no, 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 no. Like he fights this giant snake that's coming out soon. Yeah, I know. That's true. But he fights this giant snake on the stage. They have another giant snake puppet and they have a battle. <laughs> like, how in the world did they figure this out? Yeah. You know? um, but still. That I feel like is a very different thing mm -hmm. than Warhorse, you know, where yeah. they just they hide the puppeteers in a sense with King Kong and with Warhorse, which is yet another, like, you know, a big time show, not yeah. a musical, but they use puppets and it's brilliant and it's so like so much emotion attached to mm -hmm. it. And yet they do a film version. They take that play and they do a film version of it. And they use real horses, and I hated it. Yeah. Totally ruined. I was like, no. If they would have if they would have done the puppets, I would have loved the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what that is, but it just lost something for me. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so crazy because you can watch some of those like traditional uh Japanese like shadow box theater uh -huh. things, and it's so beautiful. You get told an entire story. And there really isn't a word spoken, and it's puppets mm -hmm. telling you this story. And it's so wonderful, but I just, I, there is something isn't lost. That called, isn't that called Japanese water puppets? Isn't that what it's called? I've always thought it was just shadow box theater. I could be wrong, though. You're probably, I might be thinking of something different. But, but you're, you're changing the stakes of what you're seeing, I think, when you use. A real horse. I mean, I like this. This is my like. I saw a production that it was really, really cool. It was an original production. These people did at a university, like one of their professors, and I still remember it. Like one of their theater professors wrote this show based off of the "Beware the Jabberwock, My Son" yeah. poem. He wrote an entire hour and a half play from this poem. And it was insane. It was so cool. I wish I could remember the name of the play because I would look it up and try to do it. But they they built all of these puppets for these different creatures that were in there. They had real people, but they also had these strange creatures in this world that would pop up like weird birds and that would walk around and that would mess with the people during the scenes and stuff. And it was so cool. And they had this Jabberwocky puppet that was insane. Yeah. And it ran and it just like... you. It was a puppet suit in a sense. It was just wild. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I was just so impressed. I remember watching that show and thinking, we're not going to beat these people in competition. <laughs> and it's we're going to lose to the freaking puppets. Like, I know we're going to lose to the puppets. But it was because they embodied those puppies, puppets 
puppies. Those puppets with so much life that they took us along in this journey where we really genuinely believed in the puppet. Yeah. I just think that's cool. I think if you don't do that, it goes terrible. Well, it's why it's why you can watch older films like Labyrinth or even uh uh Oh yeah. The never ending story when he's on like Falcor there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you can let go of that because of the practicality of it. Well, and it's just so much more believable. It's 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 the um um, thinking of it in like the film world or in that vein, it's the the difference between whenever George Lucas got a hold and remastered Star Wars and he put Jabba yeah. the Hutt in there as CGI, yeah, and it's terrible, and you're immediately like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. I don't want even want to watch it. But the puppets, you're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, like you well, believe it. I would say that uh, to to be more uh, of closer to what you're talking about is that the original Jurassic Park holds up oh yeah to, still this, to day. this day and then you watch Jurassic World and it doesn't it's strange and it's like how the stakes are lowered when these are digital beings because there's no one there puppeting them like so there's nothing really the for the actors to interact of with. the people like the people that are giving these like the life in real time mm-hmm. and I'm all I'm sure that it also has plays a, an effect on your actor too. I mean, you know, you're either acting to something that you can literally see mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is what that looks like. Yeah. Or I'm acting to a blue ball that's yes on the end of a stick. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be a lot harder to, to deal with. Very, very difficult, I but would it, think. Y- you know, I was thinking as you were talking about it, uh, kind of like we'd talked about before about how people do uh, Into the Woods mm-hmm. and they'll put Milky White into this... Oh my goodness. Like a person in a cow costume. Why in the world do people do that? And I will for never me, understand it. It doesn't work for some it reason. It loses it. It yeah. loses it. And what's strange is that Milky White is the only puppet in the musical. Yes. There's no other representation. <laughs> to me, it's definitely funnier to it watch so a puppet funny. just do the the Yeah, the fall over on the floor. <laughs> so funny to me. <laughs> Now, I mean, it was really hilarious in that one that you were in when the water bottle fell out of the suit and That's rolled different. across That's the stage. Different. That was a whole, a puppet whole would never other be kind of comedy. That. Yeah. I mean, and if it did, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> if we did it and I had a puppet, I'd definitely change it. It would be interesting to see other puppet characters in that show. But I, I don't know. I've never done a show where I was in charge of a puppet, you know, and I just yeah. I feel like that would be kind of. Like there's a part of me that wants to experience something like that. I guess like my buddy Andy was in Warhorse and he he worked with the puppets in Warhorse and you know it it just the way he talks about it he has such a like it's almost like it was a a pet yeah you know when he talks about the horses from that show is just and I I just can't imagine like I I don't have anything like that it would be so interesting to think of that inanimate object that you give life to and like hold it in your heart in this way like yeah you're so close to it but i guess you have to love it in order mm-hmm. to give it the life i guess i guess i'd be ultimately to answer your question there is that i'm pro puppets okay cool i'm pro puppets too because of, because of that reason that you 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 give it this life and when you're the actor going up against the puppet itself mm-hmm. and you are it's so cool to think that you know the person that's obviously puppeteering mm-hmm. is bringing to life but 
me, the actor or the yeah, character, you have a part believing that, that. Yeah, I'm selling that to the audience. Yeah, if you don't believe it, there everybody else is going to have to look at that puppet. But you know, it's just kind of like I think of the um, how you can become so close to these creatures mm-hmm. in a sense. Like we, it, it's almost like everybody's imaginary friend. Like we all know that it's not real. Like obviously, yeah. something like this doesn't exist in the world. There is no Elmo like Snuffleupagus. There's no Snuffleupagus. Those <laughs> eyelashes, man, were on point. He was ready for the club well, you with knew those that eyelashes, he was, man. Did you know that he was the, the imaginary character to Just Big Bird? Yeah, I for heard years? that. And then they had to make him real life because it was confusing kids. Yeah. <laughs> no one else could see him. I mean, I didn't understand that. I would have never picked up on that as a kid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like a little too much of a deep dive. Yeah. Sesame Street. Um, after, the, you know, the number of the day to be like, oh, <laughs> This inception with Snuffleupagus. Twelve. One, two, three, four. Did no one else hear that? Just Snuffleupagus. <laughs> oh, Snuffleupagus. Who you talk to, Big Bird? Oh, he's like the the Eeyore of the friend. The um, show. So Big Bird gave him those eyelashes, is what I'm understanding. Yes. That Big Bird. Crazy. <laughs> you were like on the line there. <laughs> um. Oh, but anyway, we know that these creatures aren't real, but you become to like hold them with this place in your heart. Like Mm -hmm. in Harry Potter, whenever Dobby dies, it destroys you. It destroys you. Yes. I mean, that that was like that. I remember reading that and just being completely destroyed. Yeah, that's a little more way more than way more than if it were a human, which I don't understand what that is. That's what's that that is the weirdest thing for me that you said that and brought that up because that's the death in that series that I took the hardest. Yeah, I took that one really hard too. Cause I mean Hedgewig was difficult. Yeah, well, I mean if we're just gonna jump into Harry Potter. <laughs> right. But for me, it was because that character had tried so hard and he's more it expounded so upon pure. in the books. Yeah, he tried so hard to do the never, right thing and, and the never one time he got it right and it always cost supported him. Harry. Yeah. He always always supported everybody even though he was doing everything the wrong. Way. <laughs> yes. Like even though he was so annoying. I think that's probably what it was is that Here. he annoyed you so much in that book that whenever you finally were able to like him you were like, "Oh, thank goodness." Yeah. And, and then, then he dies. The, the Bellatrix knife in his chest. I think that's what broke me the most. And it, it, it I, but yeah, we're, we're, we're giving this life to this mm-hmm. not real creature, to this puppet. And you feel just every emotion of loss when Harry has it in his arms. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting to me. Yeah. It's interesting. I would like to do it. Um, there's a, uh, director friend of mine matt foss who is so good at making puppets Mm -hmm. and he's made some that he's like posted pictures of and i've totally screenshotted the pictures and saved them so that i I can steal them for something in the future but i just don't know (laughs) when in the world i would ever do that but he's the one that adapted the jungle the upton sinclair novel Mm. um that was so amazing and he came up with there's that scene with the person who runs the hostel who has a chicken that eats all the bed bugs or whatever in the place and she carries this chicken around and they made this chicken puppet out of trash and it looked absolutely brilliant they spent no money on it 
everybody was like, that is the coolest puppet ever. And the person that was running it was like, you have no idea. It's like crazy in here, like working this puppet. It's all like bleeding everywhere. Like it's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> but it, it looked so cool. But he made these he made these fish puppets for some children's theater show that he was doing out of rain boots, like water boots, these green water boots. And they look a mate like catfish. They look so cool. So, so cool. I just, I wish that I could do something like, I have no idea. Maybe in Mockingbird, we'll have a catfish scene. <laughs> we'll just have <laughs> scout on the porch. Throw so you're a line that, out. And catfish means a very different thing these days. And she, yeah, that's true. And <laughs> Which she'll is catch, definitely the Boo Radley situation. She will catch a catfish for show. Hey, you know, speaking of all that, so we went down this like crazy insanity, and I don't really know if anything that I said just then makes sense or tracks for, you know, what this podcast is. But um, is there something that you think should be turned like an idea for a show or something that should be made into like a theatrical production. Mm. You mean like a, like an existing work already, like a book or a movie or something like that? It could be existing or just, you know, something made up, like just an, an idea. But yeah, sure, an existing, if that's easier. Well, I mean, if 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 anything's on the table, I think it's well, the thing we that we're writing. writing. Play. I guess that <laughs> actually does make more sense. So why don't we just, we'll just say, you know, the... <laughs> an existing IP, yeah, an, an existing thing. Um, oh, that's so. Ins- I think because I'm, I did the thing. Yeah, you did. <sighs> You've stolen. So, I've stopped doing it, and you started. You've not stopped. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess because I'm so in love with the story of The Last of Us. I don't know oh, that yeah. HBO is putting on a TV series and everything, but it would be it so cool to have. Something you of know, that they in, have yet to the turn. Stage. They've made video games into movies and movies into plays, but they've never made a video game into a play. True, pioneers. That's what you and I could be. Oh, when you said pioneers, I thought that would be a great version uh, or title for Oregon Trail the musical. <laughs> Which I say that, and a musical. And See, yet, doing my it friend David wrote. An Oregon Trail musical. So He's there you go. He's dying of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an ox? I don't have an ox. My ox is dead. I've got yellow fever. Got yellow fever. Got yellow fever. You're drowning. Drowning. Oh, yeah, that tracks. Gotta restart. <laughs> just every somehow everyone in the audience loses before they leave. Be like, just so you know, you all have dysentery. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would I would say something like that. I think for me, because the the storytelling is all about the characters and not so much the big fantastical or spectacular situations that they're getting caught up in. I mean, it would be interesting to do some type of staged version where you you don't know like the these zombies like, yeah. you know, because there are zombies. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to do something. I mean, there's zombie prom which is a whole other thing. It's like a high school, every high school does zombie prom yeah. thing. But I it would just it would be cool to do something like that where it like the things that you could do where you have something that is approaching or some kind of infection but you don't really know and you don't so show it to the audience. Yeah. Where you can play with things where like you hear. Yeah. 
especially with how dark you can make it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can make the stage dark. I'm into this idea now. I'm down. <laughs> right. Oh, that would be interesting. Like, if you, uh, if it were like a, a zombie survival thing and they were camped out and this was the safe place and they were hiding away. And, like you said, you could use the sound and all of You could of use the-, the sound of like approaching things mm-hmm. and then the terror of having to turn the lights off yeah and or you know not having the lights or since in this in this show they would it would probably be like a generator running oh yeah and so you've got the sound of the generator and you can hear the generator going and it stops and the lights go out Mm. and they have the shake light thing and then you hear it approaching approaching closer and closer as the audience and then you've got like frantic flashlights obvious like tussle or whatever and then just like the fear that that would generate yeah oh it would be really cool i know we're like coming up with an idea for a show right here but it'd be really cool if someone like lit off a flare too and it was just like that deep red where flare on stage i wonder how you could do that i don't know how you would i mean i'm sure there's got to be something i'm just thinking of the lighting getting at that deep red where it's like hard to see almost where you're only seeing like one color on the spectrum there and it's yeah. really dark and and that could be like what your fight scene is centered around just that that darkness and you can hide a bunch of stuff in it. I guess what's intriguing to me is not being able to see much of the fight at all. Yeah. But I just really love that idea of mm-hmm. making people create the insanity in their minds and just hearing it. I think it also makes it seem closer somehow. Is this going to be the next show that we write? (laughs) (laughs) Someone else's idea. Yeah. Well, when I was reading Mr. Burns, immediately I was like, "Ah, there's something that's happened. The world has ended, but they don't tell you why. And they kind of play with it in the beginning about there's something in the distance, something coming, and you don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And it was absolutely terrifying in the first scene when I read it. But I think after talking to some people who have seen the show and done the show, they're like, yeah, that's not really was not the intent. I just put it on there because it was in my mind. Mm. I was reading it and I I think I pushed this onto it. And it's interesting. Like they're all around the campfire in a sense and telling this stories or trying to figure out the Simpsons episode. And then they hear something in the distance and everybody gets quiet and they're all like on alert and trying to figure out what it is. And you is the, or me as the audience member was like zombies. Mm, (laughs) I just immediately thought (laughs) something's going to come and get them or like the, somebody's they're going to be attacked or whatever it is. And maybe that's what they were going for. Mm. But from what I understand, I don't think they were just trying to play with the, you don't know who's around you. Yeah. You're vulnerable. Cause it's the end of the world. Right. Yeah, but it would be kind of cool to do a show like that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Now I'm excited to to do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the idea of playing with darkness and, you know, kind of like we were talking about last time with bringing the audience into the environment. Yeah. And I feel like whenever it's dark and you have that ability to just show a little bit of light and you can hear the sound all Mm -hmm. around them because you're in the theater and so you can play with what the sound is going to be well, like. and kind of like what you were uh, doing in Oliver, mm-hmm. where like the thing that you imagine is scarier than so showing someone. Yeah. I mean, I did like break my finger. That was rough, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hurt Lexi. <laughs> I Being, just, ah! Oh, that was 
so much pain. Yeah. Was so much pain. I think I was so worried about like getting off stage or I don't know what I did. I just positioned myself wrong. I slammed that pipe down. Oh, oh, that was rough. When I went back out on stage and I was having to like carry Oliver, I was I thought I thought my, my hand was gonna fall <laughs> off. I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Yeah. It was whenever you die with I had to die at the end of that show and I died with my face not facing the audience so that I could cringe. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. hand. Oh. <laughs> it is ridiculous the amount of times I've been hurt on stage and just had to look away or try to figure out a way to Act like it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been hurt during a show or. Oh, yes. I know I've gotten like sick in a show and all, everybody has these stories. The worst story that I ever heard. And I'm just going to. I'm just going to tell it, Lisa. I'm just going to tell it. <laughs> this is a uh, Lisa Brescia's story. And she was doing she was playing Elphaba in Wicked. And they had a uh, a swing for I, I there's a, a monkey one of the monkeys that's like her right hand monkey. yeah 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 and uh they had these huge metal wings in the show and uh like for their costume and she was about to like she just finished no good deed goes unpunished or something like that or she was doing some she was about to do a quick change i know that but he was in the wrong place and she's not looking and he's a, a swing. So he hasn't done it that often. And, uh, just if you're listening, you don't know what a swing is and you've made it this far. I'm very impressed, but <laughs> like a swing is different than an understudy because like a swing follows multiple tracks in the course. Yeah. So if one person goes out, there's like this strange domino effect of people jumping in and playing a bunch of different roles to cover for that so that they don't have to have, understudies essentially yeah so anyway so he was playing this part he was in the wrong spot and she went to turn and he went to turn and they were going in the same direction and she turned into his metal wing Mm. and it hit her eye like her actual eyeball and she said she thought that she lost her eye in that moment she said she's never felt anything that excruciating and so she like grabs her eye, says her like last three lines to go to this quick change. It's supposed to be like 30 seconds. And um, maybe it was before defying. I don't even I know that she had to go out there and like sing her tail off. And the whole time she didn't know she she said she went off stage after saying those lines. And as they're changing her because they have no choice, they have to keep going. Yeah. As they're changing her, she's asking them if she still has her eye, if she still has an eye, if she lost her eye. She was panicked. She finished the show. What happened was the the metal wing had torn her retina. Mm. Mm. And I guess once that happens, it never fully heals. No. So from then on, like she's in so many shows. I mean, she's like the best person in the world so nice and she's done a whole bunch since then but after that like she had some like a kennedy center show that she was going to go do like some tribute show and she was super excited about it and the day of i wish she could tell me i wish i could remember who it was for but 
it was like a big deal that she was asked to go sing there. Yeah. And the day of she woke up and her retina detached. And when that happens, she can't move. She can't yeah. do anything. So she had to call them and be like, nope, not I can't be there. I can't do it. Yeah. Because like if, if memory serves me correctly on how you're supposed you like have to be very, very still. Yeah. She has to be so still. Yeah. So she just has to like lay down for the day. Mm hmm. And she doesn't know when it's going to happen or or anything. And she's continued to do theater. But, I mean, that's forever now. Just yeah. because just because someone was in the wrong place. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're doing shows like that, you're doing so many of them back to back to back, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know this is so random, but it just popped into my head about injury. And it's I always think about that because it's always a thing for her. Like, she's I, uh, got that forever. Right. I got cut on stage one time. We were doing something, and they had, like, one of those ceramic doll things or whatever, and, like, the, they had hit the doll, and it had busted, and I, like, tried to grab it to, mm. you know, like a d dummy to, yeah. to grab it and stop the pieces from falling, and I cut my hand. And then progressively, actors were trying to give me things to, to like, stop the bleeding or whatever, and I just, look, <laughs> I just looked at someone. I was like, I, I think I need to go uh i'll be right back i need to bandage this up okay, <laughs> i mean like, at that point everybody knows yeah and it was like you guys figure out how to do this without me because i am bleeding yeah, everywhere what are you gonna do and that there's like whole other insane amount of safety issues there yeah i mean in a way you would hope that whoever your stage manager was that was running the show would just be like, all right, we are going to take a recess. <laughs> yes. We're going to stop the show for a second. We're going to bandage this up. And then you just take it back. Everybody would be so understanding of that. Yeah. I guess hindsight 2020. That's yeah, that's intense. You know, when you're a young struggling actor trying to make a name for yourself <laughs> out in the world. <laughs> I think the worst for me was I got pummeled by the uh, butt of a sword a broadsword in the middle of my forehead and i, I bet thought, you saw freaking stars i thought that i was going down i thought that i was <laughs> literally going down i went around for three weeks with a uh, a cross on the center of my forehead so i looked i looked a little scary for a long time so i, I did not go out <laughs> you're a unicorn <laughs> i did not go out because i definitely looked like a very scary um scary ignorant person um yeah that was that was the worst for me i will never forget that it's all fight related i think for yeah. me just you know the the normal stuff for sword fighting the things that happen just because you know you rehearse a whole bunch but you can't control everything yeah. it's just impossible it's impossible to do so uh what do you say we get out of here that is the <laughs> I don't even. It's the fastest transition I've ever made. No, no, I just I felt like you were asking me to do something different. Like I was like, <laughs> man, buy me dinner first. It's just been like all this. Like, man, I walked in here. You were massaging just... Lexi. I kind of want a massage too. <laughs> That's not fair. You can't bring up her scoliosis. That's not fair. I didn't. Oh, you just did. did. I do that. I hope that's not a this secret. This could have been a very intimate thing for the two of you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
It wasn't, but it was really funny. I heard the dogs barking, and I was like, this is going to be hilarious. We're just going <laughs> to stay right here. This is going to be great. Can I like, wait? Hey. What's up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> he just went right into the office and shut the door. It was just really funny. I loved it so much. All right, everybody. That is Christoph Anupolis. And that is Big Kahuna. Hey, uh, you want to get out of here? Let's get out of here.